What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim, Brother Dave, and Super Dave. Morning. Thanks. Happy to be back. Howdy, team. And welcome, Dustin Romero, to the Channel 23 podcast. Good morning, everybody. Dustin. Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Dustin. We actually have Olivia up here with you today. She's hanging out, daddy-daughter work day. And you guys got a pretty big day coming up, Dustin. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. On April 29th, next week, uh, I am adopting Olivia, and she is going to be my daughter. That is so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Good stuff. Uh, Disclaimer, just a reminder, anything you hear on the Channel 23 podcast is not JFW's opinion. It's just the expressed opinion of the men in this room. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we put that out there. Yeah, yeah me and too. I'm one opinionated son of a gun, too. Yeah. It's true. Yep, we don't want to get in trouble or sued. So, Episode 25 did pretty good. We had 260 downloads. Russ Murphy commented he enjoyed the broadcast, guys. Good job. Thanks, Russ. Yeah, thanks for listening, Russ. I would like to rant a little bit. Just uh, last night we left off talking about the unemployment hearings, right? Right. So it's so crazy. Anyone who filed for unemployment during COVID was automatically granted unemployment benefits. No hearing, no what happened, just you applied, you got it, right? So we've been overwhelmed with unemployment hearings, which we actually don't need to do because... We're not charged for them. Right, we're not held liable for them. We're not held liable for them, but we have a pretty firm stance that if you don't deserve that, you shouldn't get it because the taxpayers, we're paying for it. So we've had people that quit and filed for unemployment. They quit before COVID, filed for unemployment during COVID, and got it, but we're And and the hiccup, just to clarify on that and not interrupt you, Jam, the hiccup on that is we were never notified until 60 days ago. Right. Right, so... There are people that filed for unemployment two years ago, and we were just notified 60 days ago. Right. So there's other people had an accident, was ticketed, found that fault. We let them go. Like, And we've been winning the hearings. Like, Joanne's been kicking ass. and She's been killing it. Yeah, so it's been working out. And I don't know, there's probably 30. We probably got like 30 cases. I got a lot of jokes to tell about those people, <laughs> but I'm afraid they don't work. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good segue. It's time for the dad joke challenge. (laughs) I was about to jump on the soapbox about the unemployment. He he blindsides me every time. Got killed, man. Because I had about a 45-minute conversation with Ray Scott, the the senator guy that's been coming by, right, from Mesa County. He has never heard anything about this. Really? Hasn't heard one thing, and he's like, Dave, if you have that many, what does every other business in the state of Colorado have? And he said, do you know how many billions of dollars short that fund is in Colorado? And he said, we're getting extra money from the federal government for that. And none of the people that are in office right now, like Polis, care. Right. It's just free money. Free money. Yeah. Better than the 401k. Right. It's crazy. But no one realizes we all are going to pay the consequences due to that right you're getting it now but you're gonna get it later right, right? Yep. yeah yeah at some point how do they fill the fund back up that's exactly it 
know. Yeah. It's, I'm just glad we're the type of company that we're not going to tolerate that. And even though it won't cost us anything, it actually costs us time and effort to right. fight these things. But it's worth it because it's the right thing to do. So, You know, I, I got a little rant there, too, and I got to, you know, kind of call Dave out on it, Brother Dave here. He calls me this morning or texts me and he goes, man, he says, I'm, I'm struggling to find a joke this morning. And he said, uh, can you send me one of your funny ones? And I said, man, I'm busy. I, I'm working. And he goes, oh, man. He said, that's a great one. Text me some more. Uh, I thought the, the, the funny part was he wanted a funny dad joke from me. I, I knew that would fit in there, too. Uh, well, I thought it only fitting to have a, a marijuana joke for today since it's 420. So I'm going with the dad slash marijuana 420 joke. And I just, I've been struggling. I borrowed some shoes from my drug dealer and I have no <laughs> idea what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's so funny because I noticed it was 420 this morning. I'm like, man, there's no hype about 420 this year. That's good. I need an early off. Isn't isn't the march at the Capitol going on this afternoon? I thought you'd march on that other parade. <laughs> what parade? <laughs> oh, you know. Never mind. Oh man, Dustin, what do you got? All right, what's brown and sticky? Oh wow. <laughs> I can come up with a lot of things. Yeah, just this is a family channel. <laughs> a stick. <laughs> That's a dad joke. Yeah. There oh, you that go. Is a good one. Dave's wow. reminded me of what kind of shoes do toads wear? I don't know. Open toad. Oh. There you go. Open toad. You know, I've been upset about all the crime since COVID, you know, the pandemic. All the crime is uh, really getting out of hand. And I kind of thought, man, you know, what do you do if you get attacked by a bunch of clowns? <laughs> you go for the juggler. Oh, man. Damn, super. You killed me. He pulls it off again. The juggler. Uh, uh, new drivers. That could be a marijuana I joke. Got I got to give a shout out to Mike Bortz. <laughs> Mike's job. Oh, good job, Mike. That was yep. a good one. Yep. Nice job. New drivers, we got Steve Jackson this week. We also have little Dustin Romero in the shop started this week. And then uh, Noah Melton. He uh, He's a maintenance guy. He started here today. What do you think, Dustin? How do you feel having uh, little Dustin here on board? Proud father. Yeah? Yeah, it's awesome to have him here. Yeah. He loves it. Um, he's always ridden with me since well six years i've been here and he's he's always loved it yeah he he's did. a few days we had him drive didn't he didn't we? <laughs> like, no, he'll pass <laughs> you probably yeah. get the truck down the road yeah a lot of people whether they know it or not he worked in the wash bay last year yes he did and uh when he came in and interviewed was it just last week yes or was it the week before last so he week. so he interviewed for the shop and uh, when when the guys in the shop, whether everybody knows this or not, they're the ones that make the hire. Mike doesn't make the hire. He just makes the introduction. And the people that work in the shop have to approve the hire. That way, if it's not working out, it's not Mike's fault. It's yeah. their fault, right? They have some responsibility in the situation. 
and uh, that part's been working out great. And when they found out Dustin was coming in, everybody was super excited. I mean, he was more or less hired before the interview. Uh, so that was pretty cool. I thought that was great. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's been rocking JFW gear. He's been rocking JFW gear forever too. Didn't didn't Sam Sam White spot him somewhere? I, there was Instagram something or? in uh, an Instagram post or something yep. like that that he spotted. Yeah, uh, yeah, yep. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Celebrations this week. We got birthdays. We have Thomas Morgan, I believe, was yesterday, and uh, Mason Robinson's birthday is coming up this week. So happy birthday, guys! Nice, happy birthday, you guys! Yeah, happy birthday, you guys! Happy yep. birthday! Happy birthday! Shout outs, Juan from Plant 3 wanted to give uh, Sam Man, Jose Barraza, Marty, and Vic Ochoa a shout out. He was really happy with them, said they were professional and educated, and uh, they were just doing a really good job. So every once in a while you hear Juan complain about a driver, so the fact that he's actually calling to give compliments too, yeah. that, that makes it even. I yeah, like good that. job, you guys. Yeah. You know, and, and just to clarify on those complaints, that's how we get better. Yeah. You know, we don't know we're doing something wrong until somebody lets us yeah. know. So Yeah, but he was like, this crew, this crew you have out here today, this crew. So That's awesome. He really loved those four guys. He probably want them out there every week if he could. Right. And I've heard him give, like, Veronica uh, compliments before, and he's given compliments before as well. Very but cool. We yeah. love hearing it. I don't know if it's such a complaint as, hey, these guys aren't doing it the right way. You know, right. hopefully it's just not they... They suck. It's not that kind of call usually when he <laughs> right. makes it. Or they're not doing it my way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But either way, the right way, right? right way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Ron Bugler wanted to give Chris England a shout-out. Ron was broke down on the side of the road. Chris got out there. Ron said he had a, time, a hard time doing the diagnosis, but figured it out and said he is a master of his craft, no doubt. Oh, very cool. Yep. Yeah, good job, Chris. Troy Hunt wanted to give Tracy Holloway a shout-out. Tracy's a part-time Coors guy. Tracy used my truck for Coors on Saturday. Left my truck great. Glass was crystal clear, was what Troy had to say. And then Amber wanted to give Dispatch a shout-out, a big shout-out, because they do a really good job. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, to back up on Tracy there, uh, don't know if everybody knows the situation there. He has a full-time job elsewhere. And he just fills in on weekends or days off when he has availability to make a few extra bucks here and there. Uh, he is just a rock star. I mean, this guy, the the knowledge he has about the trucks, about Coors, about the dairies, uh, just, I mean, all sorts of stuff. And I have heard not one bad thing about Tracy. It is It is phenomenal to have him as part of our team, especially in that capacity where he's an extra guy. You know, where he could just show up and do the least of anyone, right? I right. mean, he doesn't need to clean the truck. He doesn't need to right. fuel it, none of that stuff. And when he does that and takes care of that stuff, that's just, that's what I like to call pride in your job. Yeah. You know, he's going to leave it better than he found it. He's going to make sure it's the right way and do the job to the best of his ability. So good job, Tracy. Very happy to have you on board, man. Yeah. Yeah. Me as well, Tracy. You walked through the door and I was just so impressed with our interview and the way you carried yourself and the fact that you already knew everything there was to know about all the dairies. Every dairy, I right? was like, right. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he actually called me the other day. I was just getting to the gym, and he's like, hey, uh, we are switching to Samsara cameras. <laughs> he's like, and I thought you might be able to help us out. I'm like, well, what do you need to know? You know, like, 
I'm sure your salespeople will tell you everything you need to know, but if you want to come down and do a demo or I could show you what we know, or if you do have a question, I'm happy to help you out, you know, but he said the camera system they had was pretty terrible and they're getting ready to pull the trigger on the Samsara cameras. So nice. And we've, we've been, we got about 70 cameras installed right now. The night crew, shout out to John and the night crew, right? Because they are pumping these things out. Like, we are just maybe a week and a half to maybe two weeks to complete with the with the fleet. Maybe the trucks, the 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 work trucks may take a little longer, sure. You know, safety directors and stuff like that, but yeah. Hey, refresh my memory on the cameras, Jim. Do they work when the when the truck is off? So, we have them set up for four hours after the key is turned off. Ah, interesting. Okay. Do you want longer than that? Can certain cameras be specific, or is that a general across the fleet? <clears throat> like, you flip a toggle and it's everyone or nothing? Toggle. Toggle. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember why they recommended four hours. I was like, 24 hours, you know, and they were like, <laughs> probably just eats up data or, yeah. you know, yeah. they, maybe the battery or, yeah. you know, so we yeah. could try it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not after pointing any fingers, but we had a vehicle that was... Uh, had a catalytic converter stolen off of it. Oh, yeah. And it just, like, until you said it, it just popped in my head, like, ah, I wonder if we could catch somebody, you know, catch a bad guy doing something bad. So you're asking if maybe we could uh, put it longer on the pickup trucks? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Let me look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. Could yeah, be some might, magic. Yeah, it might help for the trucks over at the West Yard, too, Jim, since those are by themselves more than they are here or something yeah. like that. And I know we talked about it last week. We, get, we went over the cameras in depth pretty much in the last podcast. You know, we're still working the bugs out of them, you guys. They're, they're making different announcements as you drive. We're looking at different settings. We have, you know, we have them set up for speed zones. We have them set up for different uh, geofences. We have them set up on all sorts of different things. And, yep. and we're getting a lot of announcements on our phones and our emails and stuff like that. Just like you guys are learning about them, we're learning about them also. And so the cameras keep- are learning. Yeah, and the cameras are learning. So everybody just keep working because they're a a good system and we believe in them and we'll get the bugs worked out and get them working, you know, better than the old ones easily. Uh, They're they're already better. So it's it's been nice. And we'll touch on that a little bit more. Dustin, kind of funny that you're on the podcast today because I remember after episode one, you didn't have very nice things to say to me. I did not. No. No, I, I... like the in-person safety meetings uh-huh. and i thought that the podcast was getting away from all of that and i i wanted in person right so i had a lot of negative stuff to tell uh, you but i think it was episode two or three we flipped you you did yes okay. you did. <laughs> and here you are guesting so you're your guest yeah yep. awesome so dustin you've been at jfw for six years and 23 days today uh, what's pretty amazing about that is you've been accident-free the whole time. How'd you do it? Be aware of my surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep the head on the swivel and just know your truck and your mirrors. I did the Smith Systems driving, yeah. and you just check your mirrors all the time, and you're just aware of everything and walk the job site before you pull on and... <clears throat> and things like that it'll help you out in the long run nice very cool you will also i believe correct me if i'm wrong but in 2019 we sent uh a small crew of drivers down to the truck driving championships and you took second place is it's that just correct? marty and i 
A uh, small crew, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Was it just you and Marty? Just me and Marty. Oh, wow. Yep. And you took second place. And what's cool about that, too, is you weren't in your truck, which you drive every day. You were in, like, some... It was a YRC truck, um, Yellow Freight. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the first automatic that I had ever driven. Oh, wow. And I didn't even know how to put it in drive. So I had to ask the, the guy standing there to that starts the, uh-huh. the course. I was like, how do you put this in drive? And he's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, this is the first automatic I've driven. That's funny. Yeah. Huh. And what size trailer was that? Was uh, it it's tra- 38-footer. Okay. Yeah. So similar. Four-axle class. Gotcha. Cool. Well, great job. And then uh, I think we skipped a year in 2020. Yeah, they didn't have it in 2020 due to COVID. And then last year, you actually managed the whole thing for JFW. I did, uh, yes. We did have a little bit of a... We had another small crew, but bigger. Yes. And you uh, opted to not compete so you could help the guys out. I did. Yeah. I, I wanted to put everything together so they didn't have to worry about showing up to the competition and, like getting stuff together, putting up tents and uh, worrying about food and stuff like that. I wanted to do all that. I wanted them to concentrate on taking the, the test, the written test, which they didn't have last year, which will be back this year. Okay. Um, Yeah. I just wanted them to focus on everything, their pre-trip test, their, the driving course, make sure they walked it and just paid attention to all that. Sure. I wanted everybody to be successful. Nice. And you're managing it again this year. Have you had a lot of drivers hit you up? Not too many. Um, I think I have a total of nine drivers that want to do it. Okay. Which is a pretty good group, you know. If they're all qualified, yeah. 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 I made sure of it I that they were all qualified. And the guys that texted me, I, I told them, well, you have to be here for a year and accident-free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them didn't qualify. That's why we only have nine drivers. Gotcha. How many did we have last year? I believe five or six. Okay. So we're growing. Yeah, yep. definitely. And how did we do last year? Remind me, I forget. We did really well, actually. Um, Vince in uh, 0034, he took first in pre-trip. Right. Then Troy in the four-axle class took second in that class, too. Nice. Yeah. So we did driving. Really well. In driving, yes. Nice. Very cool. Anything you want to do differently this year out there? Um, yeah. Um, I'm hoping as a group of nine, we can make a statement to these bigger companies like U.S. Foods out there, Walmart. Huh. Like all these big heavy hitter dock bumper companies are out there. I want jfw to make a statement and say we're not just drivers out here on the road we're not just hauling rock right and things like that what we're going to shoot for this year is a team score that might beat the bigger guys oh wow so that's how many drivers do they sport up every season i mean do they have like 20 guys or oh it's more than 20 super days is that right yeah it's maybe 20 on the on the lesser side but up to like 40 i would say yeah but i know a lot of those companies like shamrock foods they hold their own uh, truck driving challenge at their warehouse and stuff like that to 
narrowed down who they're going to take to the right. state championships. Uh-huh. So it's it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. What do you think about having our own brother, Dave? Oh, man, I've been saying it for years. Why aren't we? You know, but it's it takes a lot. I, I, uh, I, I can say I don't honestly have room on my plate to set it up, but I would be right. all for someone doing it. Yeah, I know Troy Hunt said, let's set one up for a non-busy time of the year. I'm right. sure Dustin would hop right on that yeah. as well. So maybe uh, let's get this one done with the, you know. And I want to give a shout-out, too, to my wife, Tabitha, and mm-hmm. Troy's wife, uh, Jennifer, yeah. They're helping out with all of the the food and getting all that the tables and chairs set up and stuff like nice. this year because I want to compete. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to make a statement out there. And yeah. Maybe we, take first place. We want you to. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. <clears throat> Dustin, you're also a trainer here. Uh, I know you help Super Dave out a lot when he asks you to train. Why? Why do you? Why do you train other drivers? Do you enjoy that? I do enjoy it. Um, it makes me nervous in my new truck now, uh, just because there's a lot of blind spots having that long hood out in front of me and things like that. And a lot of these drivers aren't used to having that. But with good proper training, you're definitely aware of your surroundings on there. In training new drivers here, it's me being able to share my expertise to them, my what I've been through, what kind of situations I've been put in, and just help them out. Yeah. Yeah. You got a heart of a teacher. I don't have a heart of a teacher, but you do, and so do the other trainers. Uh, it's funny, though, because you mentioned your new truck. It's got a lot of blind spots and, you know, like training in it. And, I mean, there was a day that's all there was was hoods. Everyone yeah. got trained on a hood, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you recently, on your own accord, started these toolbox meetings. What made you, what made you want to do that? I wanted to be more involved in, on the well, on the safety side mm-hmm. of uh, JFW. Um, I personally did toolbox meetings at a different company before this, uh-huh. and it wasn't anything. <clears throat> that were pertained to the company. It was like you just got a random toolbox meeting out of a, a binder and right. it could be on electricity or something like this. But with these toolbox meetings, I actually have to write them. And it's been a challenge for me. And I feed off of the podcasts right. and listen and be like, okay, this is what's going on. Um, the different seasons, the driving conditions, and stuff like this but i just wanted to be more involved and i think it was brother dave that said <clears throat> if you want to be involved like just put it out there like do something and right um, so i came up with this i was like brainstorming came up with this and i actually sent you a toolbox meeting right <laughs> <laughs> and you're like well i don't think that this one's gonna work then three podcasts later, it was like you guys were talking about backing up and having spotters. Right. And I was like, well, this is what my first toolbox meeting was <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I'm like, ah, great idea, but yeah. Yeah, it's just, not going to work here. Yeah, it's not going to work. And then, <laughs> Come up with something else. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I did. I have, yep. I have a lot of toolbox meetings that I've written, but the snow kind of screwed that up for us too. Right. 
um, working out at the roller yard, I had written one for winter driving and it would be like, okay, we'll plan it this week. Right. But then it would snow Tuesday and I'd be out there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. And the week was shot. Yep. Huh. Well, I'm glad you're doing them. I know, uh, we were trying to get one on the books here soon. We're going to do yours on this podcast soon, your next one, but I think it's a good idea and it's smaller groups and they're quicker than a full fledged. Yeah. That's uh, what I wanted was safety meeting so. to have small groups, like 20 people. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want it to be like a long drawn out meeting. I want it to be like 15 minutes mm-hmm. and read through all this. And av- after every paragraph have a little Q and a, and have people with their feedback and what they have to say. And it, I think it worked. The first one that I gave in person, Yeah, it, there was a lot of feedback that was positive and some negative, but it was good. There's always negative. There's always, yeah. yeah. What, uh, after being here for six years, Dustin's, what, what are some of the things you love about JFW? I love everything about here. Um, very passionate about my workplace. Uh, I love how it's family oriented. Um, a big thing that I love here is one of my favorite colors, red. So <laughs> I love everything red. Uh, our equipment's top notch and I couldn't ask for a better place to work. It's a lot of guys from different companies like, oh, you drank the Kool-Aid. I'm like, no, I just love where I work. Uh, yeah, I get it. You have any points of frustration to go along with all that love? Uh, it's, it's okay, Dustin, spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's got seven pages. Wow. <laughs> I, got a, I thought that was his toolbox thing. <laughs> Damn, who invited him? <laughs> I gotta back up a little I think bit, it was you guys. You, Jim. you know, Dustin's been here for six and a half years. You helped make the Kool-Aid here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're part of the the sauce. <clears throat> well, that's good. So appreciate that. Not Thank like you. Chick-fil-A. Good yet, point, Dave. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, it was a rocky start at first. Like I came in guns blazing, bad attitude, thought I was a badass outlaw trucker, you know, and <laughs> had a horrible attitude but as i get older things are starting to like turn for me yeah and just realizing that man i was a jerk back then yeah and now i'm like just trying to make just live a positive life like of course there's going to be negative but i just want to help people now and share what i know yep yeah, when I walked in the door, uh, I was pretty much warned about Dustin. Like, hey, this guy, he's kind of a jerk. And I just never saw the old, old Dustin. I mean, we all have had our moments. Is Olivia laughing at you? Is she Hello. I think she just sneezed. <laughs> I think it was a sneeze. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was ironic. Like, oh. <laughs> I thought she was like... <laughs> now we've turned to red. Oh. <laughs> Favorite uh, color. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I never saw the the old old Dustin. I've yeah. gotten little tastes here and there, and, you know, 
that's to be expected but sure you know what was a real turning point for you i know you said as you got older but did was there a pivotal moment in your life where you're like all right being a jerk's not working i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah it definitely didn't work out for me yeah. uh i think my turning point is when i got with tabitha huh yeah, it's a it's amazing what a good woman in your life could do, huh. and it's been it's been nothing but positive. Yep. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of meeting Tabitha. I feel like my family is friends with your family, and uh, Tabitha is a great woman. So, yeah, congrats on that. You know, and not, not taking anything away from that, Dustin. I, I mean, I know you said meeting a. a fantastic woman and I and I've met Tabitha too and stuff but mm -hmm. sometimes it's just a friend that can help you also you know and I know we mentioned in the podcast that we're here to listen and stuff too but I want to kick that back out sometimes somebody just to listen you know yeah. a good friend a, a great wife a partner you know anything like that a you know a brother a sister anything like that so you guys don't don't forget that you know sometimes it ha it helps to have somebody else just to listen to you yeah, definitely. And Jam has really did a great job, like mentoring me. Like he's been a huge help to me. And when I start floating away, he kind of like brings me back down, and <laughs> it's and he talks some sense into me, and it's really helped. Huh. Sure, sure. I I just got a kick out of his his comment there, and I know we're all talking and stuff. You know, you have a heart of a teacher. And that's what he told you, and, you, and you're doing this. And Jam's like, oh, I don't have a heart of teacher. I'm taking your gun class, buddy. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're pretty passionate. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I know you're just, you're just talking, you know, and stuff. But, Jam, yeah. you do a good job at that. And mm -hmm. when people find their passion right. and they can pass their love on, you know, that's, ah, that's good stuff. You know, just like you're doing, Dustin, with the, you know, training somebody to drive, the, the truck driving championships. And, and you know, again, I, you know, We've heard over the years, oh, I'm just a truck driver. You, you hear that, you see that, you know, and we have, we talked a little bit about it last week, people that represent our brotherhood, you know, and we, we have some bad guys, you know, right? Sure, and, yes. And everybody does, and, but when you have that knowledge and a passion and you have a skill and, you know, to teach is amazing. We, we interviewed one of the new guys just this week. He's at his third week with us or fourth week, and he comes from a mechanic background, and we asked him about last week's podcast, and we talked about you know the truck drivers and giving them a bad name. And he's like, "Yeah." He said, "There's a few bad mechanics out there." And he said, "So it makes it look like all the mechanics suck, you know." So yeah, so thank you for representing us, Dustin. Good, good Absolutely. job. Yeah. And get back to the question: What are my points of frustration? Oh, I was trying to skip that. Man. <laughs> I have seven <laughs> pages. I have seven pages. Here. You got all day. <laughs> My, my biggest thing here is not taking care of your equipment. Um, you hear of guys getting into trucks and be like, uh, let's just take for instance, my cousin John, he's a slip seater here. Mm -hmm. And he gets into trucks and there's something broke. He has to sweep them out. He has to fuel them up. The tarp motor is hanging off. Right. And... If you guys do your post trip, you would catch all that. Right. Um, that's one. Uh, a big one of mine is radio etiquette. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of people that'll just hop in the truck and be like, key up, and you could be in the middle of a conversation, the right. shop's having a conversation with somebody trying to get them squared away. 
and you just hop in and you key up your mic and you start talking that give it a couple seconds like 30 seconds or so uh, another thing is the the drivers that make us look stupid out on the road mm-hmm. just in and out of traffic uh, speeding in the left lane I don't know how many times we have to say the left lane it's it's horrible and that's all my seven pages right there <laughs> <laughs> summed it up pretty easily uh, Dustin yeah. huh yeah the the left lane I don't know maybe Jam you can help me out but I, with the new cameras we've had some following too close ones you know and uh, the the thing is is the driver is such a good driver that he's following too close but he's not jumping in the left lane to go around the person. Right. He's just getting too close to him and go, ah, you know, I'm, I'm driving at a safe speed and everything, but I'm only like three <laughs> inches off this guy's yeah. bumper. And yeah. it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different mindset to, to, you know, pass this person or not, or, or just back off. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's, it's important stuff. And with the new cameras, it, I have my truck that's yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> I have the, uh, what do they call it? Accident mitigation on your truck. Yours yeah. Yeah. 18 and 19 are yours and Stingray's trucks are the only yes. two that have accident mitigation. And uh, I, I mean, I'm not even aware of all the stuff it'll do for you or ask you or tell you, Dustin. So if you have some information on that, share it. Uh, what it does is it, it'll pick up like a, I would say like 150 yards away, the car in front of you. And it'll actually pop, the car will pop up on your dash. Then if you start approaching it a little bit more the screen will turn yellow and it'll start with like a a beep and it's a loud beep too and as you get closer it'll have like these bars underneath the car and it'll close the gap and what it'll do is the screen will turn red after you get i don't know within probably 200 feet 100 feet of it and it'll just start beeping faster and it seems like it does it louder, but it's probably the same sound. Um, then if you get really close, it'll just throw up a big stop sign on your digital dash. Wow. And it'll just say stop, stop, stop. And it's just dinging. And if you keep going, it'll hit the brakes three times. And when it hits the brakes three times, it's like a violent break. <laughs> it's huh. like, it'll like slam you forward wow breaking yeah huh. so so by that time if you're asleep on the phone texting eating your lunch or whatever you're possibly doing in a cab you should be awake by now yes right, Dustin yeah. I yeah. mean I, I know you're complaining about it and I get it but that is everything that we wanted to do to wake you the hell up no matter what you're doing sure right yeah I mean, definitely not a complaint though yes wrong words yeah. <laughs> but I'm on page four. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of like a blessing that the truck is warning you before the the camera. camera. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because the camera, I'm like, I'm getting a scorecard with the camera. Right. And I check it after every day. I'm like, oh, sweet. So the one thing about Dustin's camera, though, is when uh, the mechanics installed it, they used the old brackets that were on the old 389s. And it lines up right where the windshields met. 
So mm-hmm. you look out the front window and you got about four, in- it seems like four inches of strip on the camera. Samsara just sent us out the new brackets. We got them yesterday. So uh, little John changed dust ins and put stingrays up. So those two are installed properly now. So your following distance alert may be different. I know you drove it this morning. Yeah. So did the camera end up telling you anything? No. Did your accident mitigation tell you anything? Yes. Okay, so it is actually beating it. Yes. Well, and that's cool. With the accident mitigation, if you go over 45 miles an hour, that's when it kicks in. Anything under, they figure you're just in stop-and-go traffic or something like that. Same thing with the camera. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the same. So 45 miles an hour and above. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see how how that keeps working together but you know, yeah i didn't know the accident mitigation did all that i thought it you got too close it kind of kicked your cruise off hit your brakes a little bit and slowed you down but yeah it seems like it's pretty intense yeah the adaptive <laughs> cruise control on those trucks are amazing yeah like you you can just zone out sometimes and and it's just following the the truck in front of you or the car or right. whatever it is <laughs> do, you get, do you get to set how far away that is i know my wife's car you could set it. It's got different settings. Like, ah, I want to be this far away or this far away. I don't think so. No, it's just no. one. I think it's just it's set to whatever it is. Right. That's cool. Yeah. A lot of the alerts that we get on the trucks is the following too close. You know, right. a lot of drivers don't realize how close they really are. You know, so. Yeah, it's a. I think that's a tough yeah. habit, Jam. Because a few <clears throat> I've looked at, you know, I've asked you, is that. Is that bad? Does that look bad? Because it looks okay in the on the video, and right. and then you you know again you taught me about the little uh, icon there that shows the following right. distance and point six. And he's yeah. like, no, that's not good. And I'm like, oh no, that's not good. Not point six. Uh, so, it's yeah. funny. I think if you concentrate on the cameras and the data that we get when you drive your personal car. It makes you better because I went down to Castle Rock for Easter, and the whole time I was like one one thousand, two one thousand. I'm like, oh damn, I better back off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Holly's card has the same thing. The uh, the cruise control where it latches onto the car in front of you, and then also the braking. But the cruise control, and it freaks me out. But I like to turn it on, and then just see if it'll follow the car to a stop. You know, to stoplight, and sure enough, I mean, it uh, it breaks, it bring, and it's it's man, what an urge not to step on the brake. Uh, it'll bring the car to the stop, bad, bad. and then you know, it's the it's the bad side of me, Dave, or whatever. So the car will leave in front of you. Light turns green, car leaves. The car doesn't go fast enough. It doesn't like follow that car. You know, like go on, and it doesn't, Dave. So I have to give it gas, and oh. like you know, but it's probably doing a good job of not accelerating hard. Right. You know, what Are I mean? you just resetting a cruise control or so it does would it eventually do it it no it'll follow it jam really? it, it comes to a stop by it you know you you know if if i'm i don't know down highway 85 going home is where i run it quite a bit so it's 65 down through 85 huh. you know change it a you know 104th or whatever it'll come to a stop with all the traffic traffic moves in front of you wow it'll take back off and you huh. You just you don't have to like Dustin said. You kind of just zone out. You don't have to pay attention. Man. It does it resume that previous distance. It, do, it does, it Dave. Does. It, it grabs just that. takes too long to get yep. there, and you're like, come on, and so yep. you gas on it. Yeah, and if that car disappears, you know, it stops at 65. Like if that car was at 70, it'll it'll disappear. Right. So yeah, it's a and same with. I don't know. Will the truck stop? The does truck it? hits the brakes, but. I don't know if I have enough guts to, <laughs> oh, to do it, <laughs> it's like, but it will. 
yeah, yeah. Amazing technology. Yeah. Pretty yeah. soon you'll just be sitting in a passenger yeah, that's, seat. Yeah, yeah, that's the first step right Take there. Take me home. Before you know it, you yeah. will you won't be touching the steering wheel, and it'll be doing its own thing. You yeah. know, which which sounds like it's going to take us out of a job, but you know we've all been in the traffic. We all see the bad drivers that are around us, and you know we we talk about it all the time. We could be better, and you know that'll make us better eventually. Huh. You know, yeah. I wonder how that would work. Dumping like we'd have to have something in a trailer, or would uh, would you be our operator at that point and dump right. your own load? You yeah. know, it yeah. will decrease accidents because that video we saw of that white car on the shoulder that ended up crashing. That car, if that was this technology, would have prevented the dude from passing on the shoulder. Right. You mean yeah. taking the road rage away from the human being that was being a pissed off idiot? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't yeah. think the computer's going to get mad. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, no... I'm sure there's a program for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in a program now if he's alive. Yeah. yeah. I bet that yeah. may have changed he, him a little he's bit. Not sitting on his license, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, speaking of the cameras talking, uh, Jim, you wanted to, you kind of brought it up earlier. The cameras are still learning. You know, they're not perfect. One thing we've been getting is uh, a couple drivers are complaining they're getting seatbelt alerts at the Ragsdale pit. And I've checked it and I've checked it and I've checked it. A geofence is set up and uh, safety exclusion of no seatbelt is turned on. So you shouldn't be getting those. The thing is, is we're not getting it. So like the driver may be getting alert, but then we're not getting it. So I don't know. If it's still learning, but we're not getting a no seatbelt alert in there. So maybe I'll contact Samsara in the next day or two to see what's going on there. Um, another thing, and I think we brought this up last week, is if your camera is telling you're following too close and there's not a car in front of you, it's picking up the car next to you. That means the calibration is probably off. So just talk to me. Like I've seen some videos, you know, drivers getting mad in the cab of their truck. When you could probably just call me and be like, hey, what's the deal? You know, and we, we could work through that. I could check your calibration. Um, any other alerts that you're aware of, guys? I know the harsh turning, we've changed the G's on that to a higher G-force, so we're not going to get as many of those. So just, just keep letting us know what's going on because this is to help us all. Yeah, I just know you mentioned, Jim, just so everybody else is aware of it. Every time that camera talks to you guys, we don't get an alert right? just because it said something to you. We're not getting that alert. Right. I mean, we get an alert when there's a criteria that's met. If it tells you one time your seatbelt's not on, we don't get that alert. If it right. probably tells you three times or something, Jam, I, I don't know the criteria. On I don't know on the seatbelts, but yeah. you know, the other thing, <laughs> I've had a driver, driver call me yesterday and say, or actually a text message, hey, I'm having trouble with my camera. It keeps telling me that my seatbelt's on not on and it's on i'm like okay well let's take a look right you can't just drape the seatbelt over your left shoulder (laughs) (laughs) right that doesn't work so the driver's like yeah but it's clicked i'm like right but the camera isn't picking up the click it's picking up whether or not the strap is across your body you know so so basically if it's functioning correctly across your body right (laughs) but G. Hernandez, he got some seatbelt alerts this morning, and you could see his seatbelt is on. I don't know if it's a reflection of his safety jacket or mm-hmm. something that's going on, but again, we dismiss that alert. We say it's not accurate. We say his seatbelt's on. That camera is supposed to learn that, you know, after a certain amount of time. Right. So. I've had seatbelt alert, but I have a black seatbelt 
with a black hoodie on right and it didn't pick it up so did you just grab it with your thumb and pull it out and put it back yeah did, i did did it yeah. pick it up then uh it didn't it actually gave me two more alerts after that but <laughs> every time i would do that and jr actually texted me and was like yeah i see that you have your seatbelt on so i'm just gonna dismiss yeah. those yeah i'm <clears throat> i'm wondering if we keep dismissing them if they'll just be like okay this is what it looks like for Dustin to have a seatbelt on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so. or the black on the black, you know, right. like you said, learning it. You know, it's, yeah. it's storing all that data. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, back to like we mentioned last week in the in the podcast of the cameras, that picture is worth a thousand words, yep. you know, or like you said, video is worth a million words, right. you know, because that, that seatbelt wasn't on correctly, and here's right. a picture of it. So Yeah. Yeah, why is it critical that we have our seatbelts on? Because it might save your life. Keep right? you, keep you in a seat. It it's a law. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a law. And it will yeah. maintain help you maintain control of that truck because yeah. if you started to go into a ditch at sixty five miles an hour and fly out of that seat, you're not going to be able to steer or brake that. Right. That Absolutely, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. The whole. I mean, I know all of us can come up with so many uh, ideas or whatever. I can't think of the word I'm trying to spit out here, but like Tanny. The, the video we had last week coming yeah. down the canyon and when we interviewed him this week you know he said he got as close as he could to the rock wall which you know that that's all you can do and what if he would have hit the rock wall not not really his fault but right. not had the seatbelt on right oh, sure that's I guess an incident of, of something happening mm -hmm. and yeah. not at all his fault I mean he right. he basically be saving lives right. at that point yeah yeah shoulder grab this to your tire or something like that yeah uh, yeah jesus yeah. and because what a ah, that guy in that pickup is an asshole unbelievable four, four cars wide around the yeah. curve around a blind curve in the canyon yep. yeah wow. can't remember if i posted that on bamboo or not i'll have to look i don't think so Jim. yeah, yeah it would, that would be a good one yeah it would be yeah. a yeah that's yeah. a great one or even that, on the on facebook yes dave yeah. that's what i was just gonna get say. it out there yeah yeah, 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 yeah you could take sure. our last four or five greatest hits right <laughs> i mean i i have these things called highlight reels that i save up and there's about four or five videos in it now so yeah I'll probably post it up so yeah another one to put on is the car on the shoulder that yeah. was pretty graphic yeah yeah i want to keep in mind on the seat belts there too everybody that's a ticket you know when you get stopped by the state patrol when you pull in for an inspection when you're pulling into the port when you're pulling in to the roadside inspection you know, we just, just had a driver at the beginning of the year get pulled into a, a portable inspection. And it's so funny. We have it right on video. The officer steps up on the step of the truck. You see him stick his head in the cab and he points to the seatbelt. And the driver actually turns and looks at the seatbelt and shakes his head like, yep, I didn't have it on. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of just an aha moment. So you guys, it's in gals, that's for your protection. It's for your CSA score. It's for our CSA score. We shouldn't ever have a seatbelt ticket. We just shouldn't. Right. And last year, I'm pretty sure we had three or four. And have we had two this year already? We had one at the port. I, I know one. Oh, two. We, we literally two. drove yeah. to the port of entry. And the camera right there at the port, when you roll across the scale, is like, hey, come on in. Get your ticket because you didn't have your seatbelt on. Yep. And then the other one was the yeah, one I just mentioned just... at the portables. So. Yep. I mean, we had three last year, and we've already got two this year. Right. That just doesn't bode well on a CSA score when it's the law. 
if you can't do that simplest of items, what else are you missing? Right. You know? That's the nice thing about, sorry to cut you off, Dustin, That's about right. the cameras is you can't just click it behind your back. or Right. It, it knows, well, most of the time knows if you actually have it on or not. Yeah. I've actually came through a port of entry and the officer comes outside and he's like, oh, I didn't see that you had your seatbelt on. And I'm like, oh, it's on. <laughs> Like, and he hops up on my step and he's like, I just didn't see it from the window. So I just thought like I'd come out and check you out. <laughs> like yeah. the camera. Yeah. yeah. Black hoodie, black belt. That's yeah. exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. We need to give you some red JFW t-shirts. Actually, aren't you talking about the, yeah. go ahead. I'll let... <laughs> yeah. So the cool part about that, Dustin, I'm glad red's your favorite color because all the new trucks that are coming, they all have red seat belts. Not, not, the not orange. Or yeah. They're red. Yeah. yeah. yeah they, Peterbilt finally told us that we could order colored seat belts. Right. Like, well, that's cool. Why, why would you not order red seatbelts? Yeah, right? right. Yeah, and they only have three colors: the black, which are traditional, orange for the safety orange, which is just you don't want to look like a dork, right? Right. right? right. It's just a bit too much to me. Yeah. But then I was like, wait a minute, they have red? Like that's the other color, and they do that for the fire trucks. I need one for my truck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be wearing my red hoodie to work from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they yeah. don't get all red shirts after that. Like see right, what Dave said it, like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah, I was just thinking of that Dave saying about the video about the state patrolman walking up, and you know we have no words or anything, or you know it doesn't have audio on there, and you know I could see the state patrolman stepping up on the truck and go. Oh, you look so great today without that seatbelt on, because that seatbelt would have clashed with your shirt. Right. You know, I'm glad you're not wearing it. You know, you can hear that conversation going on. Doesn't the driver. match your eyes, dear. Right? The driver going, oh, well, thank you. I didn't think I'd put it on because I knew I would be safe today. You know, I had a feeling. So, yeah, just, I don't know. Good stuff. Uh, just getting back to the cameras in the following distance, I'm just waiting for, because we have, like, repeat offenders. You know, when what? do... When do they understand, like, Savings. the camera's right. Like, most, some of the cameras need to be calibrated, and sometimes there's an issue or it's learning. But most of the time what we're seeing is the camera is right. If the camera's telling you you're following too close three times in a day, it's time to back off a little bit. So That is a pattern. Yep. That is what you call a habit. Yep, repeat behaviors is what mm -hmm. Sam Sara calls it. Yep. So. Yeah, I, I know you don't have a mic, Olivia. She has her AirPods on. <laughs> How old is she, Dustin? 15. 15. So she's about to start to drive. Yes. Right? And has I just, her permit? Not yet. Gotcha. Yeah. I just look at her and I'm like, we're talking about the seatbelt. And, you know, I'm thinking that the young people have to wear their seatbelts. And, you know, we had that one accident where that one girl, I don't know, 16 or 17 year old, you know, hit the back of our trailer. We were sitting still and no seatbelt on. And uh. I just, I think of her sitting there as a young life and going, ah, oh, you got to. You gotta no doubt. wear that seatbelt. You know it's all important for all of us, no matter no matter what what we're doing. And and you said it earlier about you know, or I did, or you did, whatever. Us wearing our seatbelts sets an example for everybody else. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. makes us makes us better. Yeah, and I just want to touch on that scene. I mean, when we showed up on that scene, it was horrific. That young lady died. We were standing there watching her parents and her family sob in the middle of the street at her death. And if she'd had a seatbelt on, she probably would have got a broken leg. That was it. Yeah. Maybe hit in the head from the steering wheel or something like that. But she would be alive today, and today she's not. And it was that's a horrific scene. And mm -hmm. if anybody's experienced that, it makes you think twice. Yeah. And Ray never drove again after that, did he? Did yeah. He? Off and I, on I for know. 90 days, Dave. Yeah, I mean, he was he, so disturbed by it. He had to, he went to the funeral for I know, her. I know. With an absolute stranger 
just to try and get some closure. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what a, yeah, a horrific scene. I mean, the way she was thrown on the dash and just, she was just absolutely mauled. There was nothing left of her. You know, and we well, did and nothing that, wrong. That, we were just sitting at an intersection. At a red yeah, line. and that was that was texting too. I got to throw that out. That was texting. Yeah. And I mean, if you can visualize it, and we, I know we said it on the last time we talked about that, the air brake can, like on the rock trailers that you can see so easily on a rock trailer, that was at the dash. You know, oh, wow. and it was so the hood, the motor, everything. It was sitting at the dash. But like Dave said, the the body compartment, I guess your torso space with the seatbelt on was intact. The leg space was not. So like Dave said, broken leg, but if it wouldn't have been hitting that steering wheel, yeah, she would have yeah. walked away. So everybody, wear your seatbelt, don't text. You catch out, Olivia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim, you wanted to talk about uh, the Axon app. Yeah, I did a little bit. Um, we're having some trouble with the tickets, and I know it's frustrating probably for the drivers and stuff putting their uh, tickets in and things. And it's like all technology nowadays. You know, there's the glitches with it. There's the different things. And, you know, we're using the fuel cloud out here at the East Yard to fuel. A lot of times it's just shutting the app off and restarting the app or closing it out. You know, for example, if you've used it all day long, you're waiting to get your dispatch at the end of the day. If, if you're still, you know, probably awake in my case, sometimes at the end of the night, <laughs> shut the app off or close it. And when you reload it in the morning, it'll work better. It'll take all the tickets. And, you know, I kind of just had to joke around if it was Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the rest of the stuff, you guys would all figure out a way to make it work, right. you know, and just because it's Axon, it's just something easy to complain about or the fuel cloud and it's like all technology, Noth- nothing's perfect, you guys, but it makes us better. And again, my preaching, you know, we, we want to be better and, and do this stuff. And then I, I had another note here right quick, uh, jam like the tickets and the Axon. Um, I seen a, a bamboo from uh, Paula the other day. Up at Arcosa, you guys, if you end up with wait time, and we wait up there a lot, it's, we try to do it early in the morning, late in the day, you know, but our customers still need the material. If you end up waiting up there over 30 minutes, please fill out an hourly, but have the scale house sign it. You guys have to have the scale house sign it. That's the proof that you were there. And, you know, it cuts you guys out of being paid and it also cuts us out of being paid. So just just a quick note on that. And then uh, a couple more things. I want to bring back up the fuel situation. Fuel is is outrageous, you guys. And I, and I quickly looked. Um, to give you guys some figures so it kind of soaks in. Last year in, uh, actually, I think I looked up May. I didn't look up April, you guys, but I looked up May. We were paying $3.16 a gallon. That was the average for the month. Uh, Fuel yesterday for just the one day was $4.71. That's a buck 55 gallon more. A dollar 55 gallon or more. And I know you guys are paying it personally whether it's a diesel pickup a gas pump pick or a car you know it affects you guys too but you know easy math okay so a dollar 55 a gallon we have 97 trucks we average the little magic number is 68 gallons so i took 68 gallons times a buck 55 that's ten thousand two hundred and thirty three dollars 
a day that we're spending more. $10,000 a day, you guys, is what JFW is spending to fuel the trucks compared to last year. That comes out of... That's per day. Per day. Crazy. That's the, that per, and it, it might be more, Dave, because I'm just taking a normal day at 68 gallons. Right, you know, right. that's That's our average. And... You know, when we asked to shut the trucks off, don't idle them, do all that kind of stuff, we we need that, you guys. We we have to have help from everybody. We're we're in this together to to I don't know get through this, or this might be the norm, and, and this is what we need to do. And then the last note on that is when things get expensive like this, and and you know it's it's it costs everybody. It, personally, business-wise, people start to come up with creative ideas to solve the problem by stealing it. <laughs> you know, so we're we're starting to you know have video cameras put in place at the pumps. You know, and it's not for you guys. It could be somebody trying to come in a yard and steal. We've had cards shut off at Shoco and new cards issued. Um, we're starting to pay attention to more of the gallon that's dropped off by often. We're starting to take eulages so we're counting the gallons and counting them against the trucks and it's just things we have to do to start to protect you because you know they're bad there's bad people out there so if you see things going on or the fuel systems don't work the same as what they were doing it's to protect all of us and we we have to start doing that i'd like to jump in there so those numbers you gave us ten thousand dollars more a day there's 22 average work days in a month that's two hundred twenty thousand dollars more a month yeah, Jim. And fuel. You yeah. know, do that times 12 months. You know, you're looking at $2.6 million a year. Yes. Where does that come from? You know? Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I feel like if I make this statement, it makes the problem littler right. than, than what it is. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. Don't but make it. <laughs> in my, I, I have to because it's a thank you, Jam. Gotcha. Is we work with Brandon, and we, you guys all know that, but they have a fuel surcharge in place. Mm-hmm that helps protect us in this situation. But the person that's not being protected through this whole cycle is the end user. Mm. They can't just go, hey, I wanna pave I wanna, you know, pave my driveway today or I wanna, you know, concrete my patio and Brandon shows up and charges them an extra fifty bucks. They didn't plan on that. Right. You know? So thank goodness we work with a, a company of of the caliber of Brandon. And is it still on? It's still good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the lights just flashed in the building here, you guys. So we were... we got Duracells working for us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, so a shout out to Brandon that they're such a quality company that they're yeah. that they're have fuel surcharges and it and it doesn't it doesn't make up for everything, you guys. I, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to make it like oh we're just fine. Right. You know, we're not fine. And to help everybody, we need to you know be uh, uh, I don't know what's the word. We need to be vigilant yeah yeah yeah, about how we operate that truck yeah it doesn't need to run sitting somewhere for 30 minutes it doesn't need to warm up for 20 minutes in the morning it doesn't need to sit in it running while you do your paperwork turn it off i mean it is critical to our operation it's critical to the livelihood you know when they talk about things just being connected in a chain so take that two hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars that jam's talking about for these 30 days that's just our company that's just what the fuel cost us additional, right? That's right. not what we paid for our fuel. Right. That's what we paid additional for right. our fuel, right? 
So Brandon now has this bill, which our fuel surcharge doesn't cover 100% of our charge, but it's close, like Jim said. Now Brandon takes that rock and sand and pea gravel and squeegee and everything we deliver to him. They turn around, they load it in a mixer. They haul it to the job. Now they have our $224,000 bill for the month. Now they have to burn their fuel. Mm -hmm. They probably have another 200 and whatever thousand for all their trucks. So now there's $500,000, half a million dollars worth of additional fuel costs in 30 days, right? Or their paving crew or whatnot. So all of that gets sent to the end user. Who's the end user? Us. Every one of us. You want concrete placed? You want wood delivered to your house to build it? You want lumber? You want roofing supplies? Oh, you want food? It's not free delivery? Yeah, you want medical stuff. What? Yeah, you want your supplies delivered? You want your medical supplies delivered to your house? You think FedEx or UPS or any of them? They're 50 times bigger than us, right? They can't absorb anything for one day. Can you imagine UPS's? Fuel cost right. in the last Absolutely. 30 days. So when you get an envelope Ouch. or something yeah. delivered and it's six dollars right. more, right? I bet it's a fuel surcharge, How about right? The Union Pacific Railroad, Jim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. The yeah. number one fu- user of fuel in the world is the United States Navy. Oh yeah. You know who yeah, the number two sure. is? U.S. Post Office. Nope. Union Pacific Railroad. Oh, there oh, you go. That's what I. Yep. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, you you talk about the end user, Dave, and here's the, here's the soapbox. It's the same thing, even though we, we, we made a good joke out of it, or Jam did, but the unemployment. Right. Who, who's who's going to suffer for that? The end user. Yeah. We are. You are. Yeah. I mean, we see inflation as it is. I was just saying, I can't take my daughter out to eat for less than 50 bucks. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? No, and it's yeah. like, why is this so expensive? Yeah. You know? And <clears throat> we get hit with inflation. We're going to get hit with taxes, and the whole thing's just yeah. disgusting. Yeah, we joked it, about it. It is. It's our... Yeah, yeah, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> we joked about that food, Jim, and I said we went and had artisan tacos, and I'm like, well, they're like the size of a, I don't know, a dollar bill or something, and and folded over, and they were four bucks. Yeah. Man, I'm like, I can, I can Taco Bell. Here I come. <laughs> screw uh, the screw the artisan tacos. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could eat for less than fifty bucks if we went to Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, which is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a quality diet. Hey, no. When I grew up, you could get Top Ramen for 19 you cents. Get, you now get, it's like a buck. You get cheaper gas at Taco Bell. Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. Oh, sorry, I farted. That's the only gas I could afford. <laughs> so we are in uh, moving right along before we all get pissed. Putting down the road. Yeah. Uh, we got an interesting situation in the wash bay. I know, Dave, you've been talking about it this week. You want to tackle that? Ah, oh, no, I'm just super excited. We have uh, we have had for several weeks Josh's daughter working in the wash bay. And uh, starting Monday, we're yep. going to have her. The, uh, yep. Josh's daughter is Lexi, right? Yep. yep. Uh, and then starting Monday, next Monday, this coming Monday, this right? This coming Monday. Is going to be a friend of hers. I don't know her name. Yep. Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Mackenzie, starting in the wash yep. bay. So we're going to have uh, two young ladies working in the wash bay. And the... You know, the situation Jam's mentioning, I've just voiced my concerns that, hey, we're going to have two young ladies working here later in the evenings, right? It it poses a potential situation with a room full of men. That's just the facts, you know what I mean? And I've just expressed interest in, hey, we need to be sure everything's safe and good and everybody's taken care of and protected and, 
you know, everything's a good cohesive work environment is is my goal. That's sure. It's not my worry. It's a concern. We haven't ran into that before, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I hope the JFW culture takes care of this itself. Yeah. You know, we we hire quality people with good character. You know, I hope everybody would just be respectful. I mean, if you want to roll the dice and try Josh and not be respectful to his daughter, <laughs> then that might be up to you. But we don't want him to be in a situation either where he has to step up for his daughter or for his daughter's best friend or yeah. just everybody pretend they're your daughters and treat them the way you would want your daughter treated. Absolutely. I so. mean, how, how exciting to have young people come yes. here, you know, and, and want to work for us yes. and be part of the team and be yes. part of the culture. And like Dave said, this is... This should never happen, right, Jim? Our culture right. should take over. Yeah. But we we have to say something. But I, I have to end it on a negative. If something happens, you won't have a job. Right. I mean, we will not tolerate it. Zero, zero yeah. tolerance. Yeah. Yep. It's cool, though. Like, I'm glad we're mixing it up. Oh, like, yeah. You know, to, to have those girls in here working towards it. The, they're both young. They're working towards their first cars. They're working towards yep. their first everything, you know, and to have them part of this crew. You know, I think it's great. I was going to say that too, Jim. You know, with the labor shortages and people wanting to get unemployment and stuff, here's two young kids that want to work hard right, and earn a better living than what they previously were at previous jobs and right. and uh, buy a car and, and put some money away for yeah. school and things like that. We need to tell them about the 401k, Dave. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. productive members of our society and I'm damn you proud You mean the of them. free money? Yeah, That's the free right. Money. The free and, money. And free money at 18. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Perfect. And I mean, not free money from the state because that right. ain't free. <laughs> right. We're paying for that. Yeah. Should we, should we go on that tangent? No. <laughs> uh, safety topics of the week. Dustin, we're going to have you do your, your toolbox meeting, but I do have a question for you. Sure. How come you don't have a CB handle? Or do you have one that we can't talk about? I do about? have one, and it was given to me for probably the wrong reasons. Okay. It's actually Dirty Bird. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Super Dave asked earlier if we can just call you Dusty. Is that your new name? Hey, Dusty. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hit us with the uh, toolbox meeting, Dustin. All right. Um, I came up with this toolbox meeting. It's called Busy Season Tips and Tricks. Nice. We believe that each employee contributes directly to JFW's growth, success, and safety culture. We want each employee to take pride in being a member of our team and family. You may know all the ins and outs of the plants we go into every day, but did you know by slowing down your speed and taking a moment to look around, you can reduce your chances of an accident? By this, by doing this, you can spot the hazards that are set before you. There might be mixers, powder trucks, personal vehicles, and even pedestrians walking around. We should practice this every day at plants, pits, job sites, and even when we come and go from our own yard. Our yard can be congested and packed at times, so have patience because everyone has one thing on their mind and that's go, go, go. So let's stay in the right mindset and protect our house in every situation and this is just a reminder and refresher to be safe and to make sure we are doing the right steps to make every delivery successful we as drivers have to be constantly vigilant 
to detect unexpected road conditions, distracted drivers, motorists who don't understand how commercial vehicles operate. Scan ahead about 15 seconds for traffic issues, work zones, and other dangers. Check mirrors every eight to 10 seconds to be aware of vehicles entering your blind spots. Ensure you have a minimum of four seconds of following distance at 55 miles an hour. Add one second for every 10 miles an hour over 55. I'll jump in there, Dustin, because okay. I know you sent those or sent that to us last week and we, we talked about it and I, I gave you some things to add in there. And the only reason I gave you the things to add in here is we had a busy night here at the East Yard and we had a tr couple trucks lined up waiting to turn in the first driveway to get fuel. And our other trucks, and there's nothing wrong with it except the speed and the way it looks. So I guess that is the wrong thing with it. But the driver, you know, I can vision him and going, hey, can I come around you guys? Hopefully he did that. The other guys are like, yeah, I'm waiting for fuel, you know, come around me. But the thing was, it's the speed they went around the two trucks to get <laughs> to the next driveway. It's how fast. Right. I mean, if that if the one driver was, let's say the, the first truck was out, you know, just walking around his truck, taking just a few minutes to, to post trip it while he's waiting to get in the fuel island and he would step out from around that hood we'd, we'd kill him, you know? And, and I don't know because you become, and, I, and I'm just as guilty of it. You become so desensitized at the speed you're going, the size of your vehicle, what you're doing and, and everything you talked about. I, I love the, you know, the mixers, the in dumps, the, you know, the people in their personal cars, all that kind of stuff. And it just has to do with speed. Uh, you know, when you come in the driveway here, if you if you've come around the corner from the stop sign here at the east yard and you the the automatic transmissions or even you know in a manual you shift three or four times to make it to the driveway what huh. wtf yeah. right you know what what are you doing and then when you have to hit the brakes you actually see the whole truck and trailer you know the air brake sound of you know of the whole truck jab into a stop and then slowly come in the driveway it just damn dustin it just doesn't look cool yeah. you know and you've been driving long enough you know what i'm talking about and it sure doesn't sound cool when you go into our driveway at 10 miles an hour and shit's banging around yeah banging around you got you got it so keep in mind too when when you call out on the radio and say hey i'm gonna come around you guys and somebody says okay come around you don't really know that it was the trucks in front of you they may think you're talking to them and they're not even the trucks you're talking to them and here you come too fast and somebody sees an opening to make that left-hand turn and now we just had a JFW on JFW crime. And a lot of guys aren't looking ahead. There's people turning off of this road down here. Right, coming just quick. four-wheelers. Yeah, they come fast. And they'll meet you right there, then they're looking at you like, what the hell? Right. And, and those people are usually hauling ass, right, Dustin? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, they they, yeah, they sure. suck that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you never know if somebody's going to come walking around the corner of that truck. They, yeah, that, they've been outside on the ground, maybe just bumping tires, doing their right. doing their trip. Yeah. Well, that's that situational awareness, Dave. I mean, exactly what Jim's explaining. You know, there's three trucks waiting to pull into the driveway, and one truck comes past them at 25 miles an hour. If someone were to step out there, they just became a splat on the ground. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't imagine that. Wow. It would be terrible. When you should just be idling past. That happened to me once on a job site. It was early in the morning. Russ and I, we were downtown, parked on the street with our four ways on, waiting to get into the job site. Nobody was there yet. 
And I mean, it was quiet. It was just barely, you know, morning dusk time. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking and I, I was came out from Russ's tailgate in the nose of my truck and I just kind of walked out to get back in the driver's seat and a lady came flying down that street at about 30 miles an hour and my heart jumped out of my chest. I got so, I mean, it was a foot, you know, between me and the car and I thought, wow, I could have died right, right there. Right? Yeah. yeah, and we've... Situational awareness on both parts, uh-huh. yeah. right? Yours and that person's. Thank God you had it. Right. You know, and here we are, guys, episode 26, repeating a lot of the information, trying to come up with a better way to replace the the safety meetings, right, Dustin? Yes. We have you doing a toolbox meeting, um, you know, in a smaller groups, trying not to hold, the, you know, the other drivers up or other people up, but we're just, we're, we just keep hitting everybody with this information as hard as we can. Dave did a whole thing, uh, a bamboo announcement on situational awareness and, and speed and you know, I know it. I know it gets old, but it also gets old to have to preach about this too. And I, and and but I'm not going to let it affect me and, and give up though. I'm going to yeah. just keep preaching the message. Yeah. The thing is, what's the common thread? Speed. Speed. You know, situational awareness. Speed. You know, the maybe maybe like you said, Dustin. I, I think you used the word dumb or they're just not representing us. It's the the, the dumb people <laughs> out there. I I don't know. You can't. You, you, you're making us look stupid I think I said yeah that was it and, yeah. and that is it because you you it's not the quality that you can be we want to be and and it makes us look stupid yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. bad actors bad actors yeah there's a lot of politically correct words for it but it's it all means the same thing yeah we don't need to use it <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to be politically correct no we have expressed these are just opinions. our opinions <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what was that moment I was telling you about when Super Dave was talking about it came around the truck and his heart jumped out? Remember we were talking about that movie? Oh, what? where like a tire comes out of nowhere and kills somebody or? Oh yeah, yeah. What, what what was that? Life ending moments or something like that. Yeah, I have to. You called your wife and asked. Yeah, yeah, but not mortal. It's a uh, dang it. Faces of death. <laughs> no, it's a different movie. You're getting closer, though. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. All right. <laughs> Jam, Jam, Jam's Googling. Sorry if I... Oh, it's all right. Yeah, go ahead. Soup, if you could quit banging on the table, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, driving too fast for weather and road condi- conditions or failing to slow down for curves, ramps, or ramps create risk for spills, rollovers, as well as crashes. So please slow down for whatever conditions we are faced with. Use your seatbelt every time. Seatbelts save lives, reduce injuries, and allow drivers to stay inside and in control of their vehicles in case of an accident. There's my cuss word. You're shitting me. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> Final destination moment. Oh, there you That's go. Final <laughs> destination. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, funny. Dustin, what's the common thread in that paragraph? Seatbelts. Speed. Speed, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that is all we preach about. This is the 26th episode. We probably didn't talk about it in episode one because we didn't know what the heck we were doing. <laughs> right? It was 13 minutes of glory that we didn't know what we were doing. I don't know. I was negative, so I never <laughs> didn't listen to it. <laughs> it must have been a horrible podcast. Right? Yeah. We should listen to that one. <laughs> we should listen yeah, to it. We got time. I know that. <laughs> That's funny. As we come into warmer weather, we have 
parties, barbecues, and may stay out and party, but we also need to get enough rest. Don't drive when you're fatigued or if you're still a little tipsy. Don't try to be a hero and work under the influence or on medications that make you drowsy or dizzy. Like you have to make that call when you like come to work and you're like sitting there and you're like, man, should I really be out here driving this truck after a night of drinking? If you got to ask that, the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that just goes into the fatigue. Remember the four major causes of truck crashes are speed, space, distracted driving and fatigue. Right. And those are the thing that the cameras pick up as well. Yep. So I was going to say, doesn't our new cameras pick up? Uh, drowsiness yep yep sure does if you're nodding out it'll let us know yeah yeah that and four-wheelers calling in on us going from lane to lane yeah yeah you You got a guy texting and driving nah he's just sleeping (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's that's real (laughs) i I could be wrong dustin but when you talk about the weather and stuff um I, i learned a long time ago and hopefully i'm i'm correct that um, so we've been through the winter, right? Probably maybe we got a snow left, maybe a, a little something coming up. But we've also had no moisture, no weather in the last couple of weeks here again. It's dry. It's dry, right? Dry. So the most even, it's supposed to be more slicker, I'm going to use the word. But the most dangerous time for you to be driving your vehicle is when we've had a patch like this where it's really dry and it rains just a little bit brings all that oil up exactly and it's just it's slicker than any ice any snow anything like that and that you know that's something for you know being springtime and being here all you guys to remember that little that little colorado rainstorm where it was dry at i-25 and raining at sheridan that's one of those storms you know we need to watch out yeah last year i saw a motorcyclist lay down his motorcycle in santa fe because it had just rained and it brought up all that oil and it was so slick i couldn't even get traction like to take off from a stoplight wow Mm -hmm. it was slick out Ah, crazy stuff yeah more road conditions will start popping up now that weather is getting warmer cone zones flaggers on the road side please show them respect and slow down i guarantee that they will remember jfw drivers that show them respect and go through their zone slow we have to do our best to be the best like it yeah and i don't know if you guys have ever worked well we've all worked on highway jobs and stuff like that but i've ran equipment and had to be on the ground on the highway and having people fly through cone zones and not pay attention hit the cones like you're diving out of the way right yeah it's scary Yeah, I mean, I've just been broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. And just the cars that won't move over or something like that is pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, here not too long ago, I can't remember who broke down, but we were in the middle lane on I-25, like right now, this time of the morning at like 8 a.m. And we were causing a bad backup, you know, and Scooby got Mm -hmm. down there, pulled behind the truck, put on his four ways, put out cones, and was actually trying to flag traffic to get out of the way. The tow truck showed up towed us to the side of the shoulder of the road completely out of lanes of traffic and somebody was so pissed off when they went by they threw a water bottle at us and it's like oh my god wow. what what do you that would make me want to fight i'd right? want to fight yeah, yeah. i, I, I that mean yeah. it never breaks down anywhere huh? yeah those are the times you want to pull out guns and like just all right yeah. you shouldn't be here you don't deserve to be on this earth with us wow yeah. yeah it makes me mad sometimes when you're coming down the canyon too and 
there's a line of traffic and they see these four-wheelers see a line of trucks coming down and they think that we're causing the backup and you see the guys like you know who's gonna do it because they open their window and they spit on your trailer and it like like you see it all the time like people spitting at your trucks wow you got my trailer you win yeah that's yeah. dumb man huh. yeah I mean, that's truly where if lions and dinosaurs roamed the earth, we wouldn't have dumb people anymore. Exactly. I've been saying that almost on a daily basis now, and it just, God, I wish we had lions and dinosaurs, because the dumb people would be gone. It's true. <laughs> so would the slow people. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I might not wish for that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not the fastest. Uh, I, don't know Angie, I don't know if Angie and Dispatch uh, listens to the podcast, but I just talked to her this morning because she's got a race coming up in Pittsburgh, the Rock and Roll Marathon, and uh, she runs a seven-minute mile, and I was like, damn, girl, you don't run it. You run it. Like, (laughs) that's fast. That's crazy. Yeah. I think a pterodactyl is quicker. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to outrun me. That's for darn sure. (laughs) Me too. I told you I walk faster than I run. (laughs) I don't know. You put some flashing red and blue lights behind me. I could run pretty quick. (laughs) No rushing, one load at a time, and mentally prepare yourself for a good dump. Situational awareness is key when you enter a pit and plant we deliver to. And even when you enter and exit our yards in the morning and at night, being aware will definitely set you up for success. And we want everyone to be successful here at JFW. So we challenge every driver to use situational awareness and be accident free. Great challenge. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's the reason you've been accident free for six years, right? Yeah. So true. One, yeah. one one load at a time does. You could speak exactly. on it, that's for sure. Yeah. Except a little kid came out in me when you said prepare for a yeah. good, good dump. I, good I, dump. I snickered over <laughs> I got, here I got, too. I got, I'm like yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta check out that the toilet roll's full, you know. Get a little music on. <laughs> Great job, Dustin. Got some questions from, did you have something, Dave? Did I hear you? Oh, never mind. Nope. Got some questions from the audience this week. Troy Hunt, he was so proud of himself, he thought he wrote this whole outline with these questions. (laughs) (laughs) First question is, uh, company radio unit numbers. Mikey calls himself Unit 3. Both Jim and Dave, it seems, are Unit 2. Was the old man Unit 1? I guess he's referring to Senior. Super Dave Unit 4, etc. And then he said, I should just be called the unit. So, <laughs> I'd have to tease you, Troy. Yeah, you are a unit, buddy. <laughs> good, good and bad. Love you, Troy. <laughs> he, he called me. He's like, hey, did you get my email? I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for the other leaders to get here so they could explain to me what it means. <laughs> you know, ironically, I saw Troy before the podcast here this morning. So, oh. I'm going to share. He had a good joke. Okay. Not, not necessarily a dad joke, but it was a Chuck Norris joke. Okay. Everybody's heard Chuck Norris jokes, right? Yeah. What uh, What do you call a truck that Chuck Norris peed in the radiator of? <sighs> Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Sounds like a Troy joke. There you go, Troy. <laughs> you didn't think I was listening, huh, man? And that's brought to you all by the unit. <laughs> <laughs> He is no longer a cowboy. That's Troy go the straight unit, to his head. Troy the unit hunt. Yeah. He's no longer 0077. We don't even need to answer that question. We just came up with a new CB handle for him. So there thanks. you go. <laughs> Moving on up. Yep. 
Uh, is there a big construction job this year starting in peak season? Do you guys know of anything Brandon's got going on? Not that's been mentioned, Jam. I mean, you know, the last time we met with them, a lot of work on the books, good year, you know, a lot of backlog for the next year, kind of the same thing we we shared. I don't think they've um, had anything like the gap come up. You know, I know last year also, I imagine it was some of our material, but they paved the inside of the tunnels, you know, which they didn't think they would pull off, and they they said they ended up doing a great job at that too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They still have... I, these tonnages may be wrong, but it was my understanding they still have forty to sixty thousand tons on the gap. that they have on to the finish the gap yeah. project with. Wow. They've just closed the the I'll call it the mobile plant or plant thirty nine that we were delivering to, you know, and that was that was a financial decision because they don't need that facility for a whole year, right? right. They needed it for sixty to ninety days, probably at best. So right. it was smart to they would have had to have leased the land for a whole year, manned it, paid for everything down there, all of that stuff, and. I'm I'm sure someone at some point was able to do the math on it and go, hey, we can do it cheaper, right here out of La Pan and right. and finish the job up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kudos to them for being such a great company. Awesome. And then uh, when we first started talking about this podcast, we had mentioned bringing maybe a state trooper on. I mentioned that to Troy. He wants to know where the state trooper's at. One that CVSA certified. Maybe you could talk up the truck driving championships. Call it as Smokey every two months. Maybe a special segment, and then he says, "Get on the ball, buddy." So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could we could pursue that. Maybe I could call the FMCSA or see. Maybe Janelle has somebody that could come down here. Yeah, I mean, it would be. I, I just I'm negative right off the bat because I don't think they'll want to take the chance that they'd say something wrong or it's right. not official or you know might reflect on the Colorado State Patrol or something like that. But. Right. Hopefully, you know, they could, you know, it's an expressed opinion. They could make that statement or something like that and, and join us. I yeah. think it would right. be Maybe they'd be listen fun. to one of our podcasts and be like, I'm not, not, not going to be that, part right? of that. We'd have to submit copy to the patrol and then we'd get it back with all these bleeps. Right, right, all this stuff. Yeah. My disclaimer would be, this is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of DOT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... I, Something popped in my head when I read that before the podcast, and uh, we have a driver here whose brother was actually captain of the Colorado State Patrol for, I don't know how many years. I mean, right. Very, and he's retired. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It would, it's worth a question that I'll right. definitely pose here after the podcast. Sweet. At least reach out to the guy and, you know, see what, his, see what he thinks his brother's up to, so. Excellent. Amber Carolis wants to know, what kind of company functions can we have to bring people together? I reminded Amber that we had a couple ice cream social last year. You know, I think people want the Christmas party again, but that's a whole nother situation that we've talked about in the steering committee. Yes, we do. Awesome. You're hosting it. (laughs) Your house. (laughs) Well, not to argue, Dustin, but 40% say they don't. (laughs) I'm part of that 40. (laughs) Yeah, back back to trying to make everybody happy and yep. the, be- the yeah. best for the the whole group, and you know, no matter what you do with that, somebody loses. Yeah, Amber yeah. was talking about maybe getting together on a Sunday and you know doing something fun, and I'm like, on a Sunday? <laughs> She's like, I knew somebody would say that. <laughs> I mean, great ideas that she cares yeah. that much and wants yeah. to be together, and I'm sure every one of us would like to spend more time personally than said at a work together. But that just removes us from our families, yeah. you know, and then that, then that the family wins out, you know. 
I challenge you, Amber, to come up with a good idea. And then maybe we'll Bet do they it. will. Yep. So. Yep. Awesome. And then uh, Ryan Emerlin called me this morning. He says, I got a question for you. Is it too late? Is it too late to ask a question for the podcast? I'm like, you're right on time, Ryan. So he wants to know, how often do we change trucks, like trade them in and buy new ones, and do you trade them for the same make? So what he's getting <laughs> at is he's got an old Freightliner that's probably going to get sold soon. He wants to know if he's going to get another Freightliner because he really does like his Freightliner. Yeah. And, yeah, not to... You know, Big Ryan, that the Freightliner is a big cab. It's right. probably really comfortable for him to drive. Yeah. So that that that's cool too. Yeah, Dave, you uh, you. Yeah, no, great question, Ryan. <laughs> yes, our goal is no trucks over five years old and five hundred thousand miles, which those two numbers coincide. I mean, we roughly average between eighty to hundred thousand miles a year, and that puts us at the five year mark. So that's our goal: is no trucks over five years old. Uh, it just so happens we have nine single drive trucks left that are. This year, they're just hitting six years old uh, come July. And we ordered trucks last year to get them replaced with all the COVID onset and all that. I mean, oh my gosh, we have just been put off and delayed and put off and delayed. Otherwise, those trucks would have been long gone. Uh, we are being told we have one next month, one the month after, and then it's slated for 12 more in July. So that would give us a total of 15 trucks. Now, we're we're kind of stuck with right now we get what's available there is no choice right i mean if we could get five freightliners to replace five freightliners we would if we could get 10 kenworths to replace 10 kenworths or 10 peats replace 10 replace 10 piece it's just not an option we get what's available right now so this go around it looks like it's going to be kenworths we have uh 15 that are scheduled to be coming in uh like i said one or two here in may june and then 12 or 13 more in July. That's the that's the slot. But, you know, we were told that back in March. We were told that back in December of last year. Uh, we were told that when we ordered the trucks in September of last year. So I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, typically, yes, we would probably replace those five Freightliners with five other Freightliners. When we contacted Freightliner, they basically just laughed at us. As a matter of fact, they thought they could get us some some Western Stars, which we were pretty excited about. And uh, we were going to try the new X12 Cummins with the Endurant transmission, which they actually thought they could get. They thought they could get the weight actually down to like 14.4, wow. which right, which is about 600 pounds lighter than where we're at right now. And my ears perked up, and I was all happy and smiley. And the salesman has never even called me back. Hmm. So, and this is a salesman we worked intimately with, and took us out to the Freightliner factory six or seven years ago, and. You know, we bought the first five, and then we bought five more, and we were pretty hep on those trucks. And, and, you know, if you sit back and you get with Mike in the shop, he wants a fleet of Freightliners. They are the most dependable truck in the yard. A lot of people don't like to hear that because they like the Red Oval or they like that KW or whatever. That Freightliner runs rings around our pack car product in the yard, hands down. And I, and I think that's, that's part of you just missed mentioning it, Dave, but that's what you were getting at is, and maybe that is because it's such a better truck, but when we did contact Freightliner, it was a two-year waiting list, right? Yeah. There was nothing available last year, nothing available for 2022, and they were moving us to 2023, huh. yep. if we could ever get it, because the bigger fleets are... They were like 10,000 at a time. Yeah. Yep. You know, 
and it's they're having to handle whatever they can and basically what the dealerships around here what freightliner did with the shortage they basically said okay transwest you sold and i'm making numbers up now you sold 100 trucks last year we're going to allot you with 60 percent of that so instead of 100 we're giving you 60. right so they went to every dealership in the united states and did that so if they sold you know 10 trucks they got six this year that's just how they broke that out so the freightliner is not an option uh it it, it it's a uh, it kind of is what it is but you know we'll continue to move forward and be thankful if we can get some new new rubber on the road that's for sure yeah and ryan i think uh, if you end up with a brand new kenworth you could probably threaten somebody in one of the freightliners to switch with you <laughs> you know i bet yeah. you know yeah. i bet somebody would actually be happy to get a brand new kenworth and get out of a freightliner and yeah. you could yeah take that over or yep. you could just tell them you're gonna eat them <laughs> in one bite yep <laughs> yes soup you got a high road hauling for us i do jim uh i don't know why i'm obsessing with this stupid war um and putin and what he's doing and everything um read articles on it every day um and so it made me stop and think to take a moment and appreciate what you have as you sit here reading these words pause for a moment and take a quick look at your life chances are you have to you have access to food shelter and other basic necessities you might also have a family and friends who care about you for the most part you live a comfortable life however as busy human beings we rarely see life this way we are often disappointed by what we have and so we think we need more more comfort more validation more certainty more possessions more food more excitement and so forth our collective problem is this we always want more we will never have enough the truth is life is a continual journey constantly evolving and changing and the resources we possess at any given moment are exactly what we need to take the next step forward with and in other words we always have enough even if it's just barely enough but we have to be aware of this we must be grateful for where we are and for what we have we must make the best of it that of course is easier said than done being grateful seems simple enough but this state of mind is incredibly difficult to maintain when life upsets or disappoints us nevertheless when we are feeling upset or disappointed that's actually when a dose of gratitude is most beneficial so what can we do whenever you catch yourself thinking you need something more or life is dishing out a bad rap just pick out one idea and slightly silently repeat it to yourself for 60 seconds when life is good enjoy it don't go looking for something better happiness never comes to those who don't appreciate what they have the richest one isn't the one who has the most but the one who needs the least wealth is a mindset want less and appreciate more happiness comes a lot quicker when you stop complaining about your problems and you start being grateful for all the problems you don't have. The greatest secret to peace of mind is letting every life situation be what it is <laughs> instead of what you think it should be. Then make the best of it. <clears throat> Happiness doesn't start when this or that or the other thing is resolved. Happiness is what happens now when you appreciate what you have. When life gives you every reason to be negative, think of one good reason to be positive. There is always something to be grateful for. No, you won't always get what you want, 
But remember, lots of people will never have what you have right now. Be grateful for your life, for your health, for your family, friends, and home. Many people don't have these things. Remind yourself how fortunate you are to be experiencing this moment right here, right now. And I'm very fortunate. The more you appreciate it, the better it'll be. Choose to smile today by taking life moment by moment, complaining less and being thankful for the little things that mean a lot. Again, with all that we have, we going, we have going on, with all of life's stressful distractions, it's, some, it's sometimes hard to remember to be grateful throughout the day. So try some simple gratitude rituals to help you remember. <coughs> try one at a time or invent one for your own to be uh, the best fit for your personality and lifestyle. Wake up and repeat one of the above mantras to yourself as a morning meditation and reflect on what you have to be grateful for. Keep an evening gratitude journal, which sounds corny, but it really works when you stop and write these ideas down. Um, sit, when you sit for a meal, give thanks for all that's made that meal possible. And the quote for today by Dennis Waitley, happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. So there you go. Nice. That's awesome, super. Yeah, good job, Dave. Final thoughts, everybody? Yeah, mine kind of fits in with that. I was, <clears throat> you know, we all like the little sayings, and they seem to, you know, back to my thing about preaching them quite a bit, but the old simple one, and Dave fits in with yours, is people who wonder if the glass is half full or half empty, you know, we've all, we've all heard that, right? The thing is, they're missing the point. That glass can be filled back up no matter where it's at. Ooh. It's all up to you, right? Yep. Very cool. BD? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I keep reflecting since Dustin's here about the speed. You know, that's the common thing on safety, the common theme. It just, I just can't emphasize it enough. You know, I mean, Jim and I carpool to work together like three days a week, almost every week. And inevitably at some point, someone is pushing us down the highway and you know that's we spend 20 minutes in the car together you guys are out there you know 8 10 12 14 hours a day what do you see or what are you doing you know that can go both ways right i mean i would much rather watch it than participate in it so yeah please be as cautious as you can be aware of your surroundings realize what's going on be safe slow down have a great day awesome Sorry, I just need to interrupt. I just yeah. happened to notice Dave kind of checking his phone here, and he's got the what is it? Our high high road hauling. What do, what do we call it, you guys? The we get we get a report on where everybody is at in the company, right, Jim? What's that called? Is what they've made every we, week? Oh, the, the, the yeah, it's, it's the high road hauling. Yeah, high high road hauling. Yeah. High, high road that. hauling that's mm -hmm. right. I have the right name. So yesterday with one of the new guys. We talked to him about speed, right? And we talked to him about getting it done. So wait and a minute, you're looking at what I'm looking at on my phone? Yeah, yeah I was. I, I was. Privacy I, screen. I thought yeah, that. I thought that's. I thought Man. that's where you were going with the final thought, Dave. <laughs> is that we went over a list of of people yesterday, drivers yesterday, with the new guy because I, I just I don't want to mention names. And what a great job these four or five guys do. And when we all sit meeting with with the driver yesterday, we pulled up the high road hauling. And these guys don't get 
I'm gonna go out on a limb, right, Jam? Don't get seatbelt alerts. Don't get following too close. Don't get speed alerts. Don't get anything. And I think four or five of the guys that we mentioned are top 10 in the company. Yeah. Top 10 in the company, and they don't get alerts. They don't get speeding. They don't get... So speed has nothing, no. nothing to do with making money here. Right. Right? And, and Dustin, you said, this, you said the same. One load at a time. That's not racing to the next load. That's not doing anything. That's taking care of that one load. So, yeah, sorry to interrupt. You know, I just no, I had good. to, it was a final, final thought. <laughs> <laughs> Soup, you got a final thought? Yeah, I was kind of just thinking about, you know, what Jim was just saying too. But the third item in our creed, together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Mm. Think about that and let's create some honest value today. Out like in the wash it. bay. Yes. Honest value. Yes. Right? <laughs> yep. Dustin? Just be yourself and be positive. Like that? Yeah. Olivia, you got anything you want to leave your dad with? Um, just have a good day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> good call. My yeah. final thought my final thought is with Dustin and Olivia. I just wanna say congratulations to you both and Thank God you. bless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, guys. See you next week. See you, everybody. Thanks. Uh, See you later. Thank you.